Yes, Tavya, you keep saying that you want to be an entrepreneur, right? Please spell it out for me. Yeah, Saurabh. Okay, let me try. E N T. Uh, अबे यार सुन ना entrepreneur बनने के लिए spelling नहीं आनी चाहिए. You just need the spirit. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Coach. Today's episode is about an innovator. Uh, you know, a source of ideas. One who refuses to bow down to the standards set by conventional professionalism. I think you may have guessed it. We are talking about an entrepreneur. and fans of tvf pictures have already traced back that starter joke to its origins i'll speak about myself first i feel i have followed a very conventional path uh, since the beginning i don't consider myself very entrepreneurial i maybe because i'm afraid to take risks but also because i think i don't have that bent of mind but at the same time i'm really fascinated by people who start something on their own make it big become successful so i look at this episode as more of a lesson uh, than you know unlike other episodes where i'm imparting my so called wisdom i'll get to savya later because i know he's much ahead on the path of uh, becoming the entrepreneur than me and nehar so i'll start with nehar what's your outlook towards this you know like would you say you're entrepreneurial i would not consider myself entrepreneurial at this point in life and like stavya actually makes a lot of efforts in that direction to start something to make it successful to he really pushes hard i on the side i'm a bit more passive towards it so i don't spend 16 hours of my uh, day trying to learn what entrepreneurship is about how can i start my own venture how do i push it forward but on the other hand i am open to starting some good side projects or some ventures which which have the potential to create an impact and that creating an impact is much more meaningful to me at least at this stage in life but i am definitely open to look at what the future holds bro i think you have to invent a new word to describe what you are trying to do or achieve ha kuch bhi aisa you are an entrepreneur in your own way okay so uh, before actually asking stavya i i feel stavya is a very interesting mix of the the navin and jitu from tvf pictures you know like he's both the mastermind as well as the hardcore tech guy so what is your opinion on that stavya yaar thank you ar saurav meri itni tareef to life mein kabhi kisi ne nahi kari jitni tum dono ne last 30 second mein kar di but coming to the point of entrepreneurship guys i think all three of us are entrepreneurial in our own way nehar has multiple side projects that you're doing saurabh you have your own blog you've been writing to for years now and in fact coach is also an entrepreneurial venture if we look at it that way right so it's it's not that you need to have a startup or a business to become an entrepreneur any project that you take from idea to execution makes you an entrepreneur in your own way but um let's just let's just go over to the interview that we have today where we you know we're going to discuss more about entrepreneurship uh, about a successful entrepreneur viraj chet who started monk entertainment and you know he's been doing it for the last 3 years he takes us through his journey of how it all started how he really you know struggled through the 3 years what his view on entrepreneurship is today and a piece of advice to all budding entrepreneurs like us so why don't we just take it over to the interview so viraj welcome to coach It's a pleasure to have you with us on Coach today. Thanks so much, man. Pleasure to be here on Coach. For the viewers, Viraj is an entrepreneur who is managing a company named Monk Entertainment. Uh, Viraj, would you like to tell us about Monk Entertainment and you and how it really began? Yeah, for sure, man. So uh, Monk Entertainment started about three years ago. So I'll just give you like a five-year-old version of what we essentially do, or. what i usually tell my parents is friends or to make them explain in an easier way 
that if you've ever seen um you know ads on youtube or if you've seen your favorite influencer on instagram promote some brand there's a good possibility that uh, we have a hand in enabling that in saying that this is like a very base level explanation of what we do but to get into more detail wherever you need you know wherever there's attention whether wherever there's eyeballs and wherever there's an audience there's a captive audience that is consuming certain pieces of content previously it was the radio tv or billboards right there there's always a vacancy for capitalizing on their attention and that is by running ads and there's there's a certain premium that these brands or clients pay for uh, capturing that kind of an audience and that audience to a significant extent has now started moving to digital and to social media platforms and that's what we're in the business of we're essentially you know working with clients brands to build innovative campaigns with content creators influencers to ensure that they get the maximum return on investment with their marketing initiatives so you know if you take a fitness influencer and you get them to promote something like a nike you are ensuring that when they are doing their fitness routine you focus on what kind of a shoe that they are picking and what kind of a shoe that they prefer and then see that hey these are the qualities of the shoe and promote it very organically instead of you know creating a full blown ad about the product you let the influencer talk about their personal lives and how this product has enabled and helped them in their own personal lives and then plug in the product so that's the beauty of influencer marketing that it doesn't seem forced it's very part of your own routine which is why i've also seen for a very basic example right sharukh khan promoting a santro does not make any sense because you know sharukh khan is never going to drive a santro which is what separates the influencers from the celebrities right because the the influencers are very cautious of the kind of products that they are wanting to promote you will never see a fitness influencer promoting any sugar based product so that's yeah. the the real difference between influencer marketing and the other traditional forms of marketing okay so very interesting if i'm getting this right it's finding the right person to promote a particular product and then making them endorse the product yeah essentially and finding the right person and not just the person that has the maximum amount of reach because that's what used to happen previously you just randomly picking up the most trending or most popular celebrity and giving a product in their hands and that was fine that just you know made sense back then now it doesn't make sense anymore with so many niches being developed with so many categories being developed you'll be able to find some or the other expert in each category and you should be working with those people to endorse or promote a product so just give me an idea of how how did this idea really come to you like was it always something in your mind that you want to do mm-hmm. or it just happened no man it wasn't actually so um, this started back when i was in my last year of college and uh, I had a senior called Ranveer Labadia who's also a content creator by the name of Bear Biceps. Um and we've we've been buddies. He was two years senior to me in the same college. I was the president of my entrepreneurship cell and I actually had to call someone to to give a talk. And I had no one on my contact list who I could, you know, ring ring the phone up on and call them as a guest. 
that's when i realized i could possibly call ranveer because he was doing something cool since he graduated he had started a youtube channel and that's how we we met again and we reinitiated our conversations we essentially started talking post like he he gave his talk to the audiences and you know it was very fascinating for someone to actually pursue youtube as a career 4 years ago and because it was very nascent now it's the new cool everyone wants to be a youtuber suddenly so that's when we caught up post post the engagement saying that hey why don't like ranveer ranveer offered me a possible job he was like hey why don't you come represent me we could figure something out and i didn't have anything to lose because it was my last semester of college uh, i already had a job placement through campus and applied for my masters in the us so i was just like okay i don't have any attendance issues my life is sorted in the last year so i i gave it a shot and i used to just like cold email a lot of these brands and i realized that hey this is something i could possibly work with two months down the line i finally cracked the first brand deal it was worth 7000 rupees and that's when i realized that wait we really literally just made money off of the internet uh, we didn't have to go anywhere you know physically and give attendance and go do a job we literally posted something on the internet and got paid for it and that's what really got us kicking that hey this could be a serious opportunity we we had really low numbers like he was only at some 30000 followers on instagram back then and this was not bad money for posting a picture you know so that just got us thinking that hey this definitely has a future and how about we probably start a company we start working with more creators and we help them bring more money uh, and more business and that's the key to any business right at the end you i read this very nice tweet yesterday where it, it it just simplified the basics of making money how will you make money if you make money for someone else if you save money for someone else or if you save time for someone else so these are like the three basics of ensuring that you make money as well and that's what we made sort of the core of our business ensuring that a lot of these creators started monetizing their digital presence and helping them in their journey to do it so that's how we started the company and that's how things got built okay so when you were starting out i'm sure it wasn't all roses on your path i'm i'm sure you struggled quite a bit right so did it never occur to you maybe this is not for me or maybe my job or my masters program was probably a better idea or was it always okay this is working out for me right what happened is i was doing once i graduated i was doing the job the consulting job that i'd got from a campus for 3 months and this was purely so that you know my mom and dad don't get a shock that i left a stable job to make money off of youtube that was an outrageous idea 4 years ago right so <laughs> so i ensured that i i got a job i made i ensured that i went to the job every day but while i was on the job i was also ensuring that i kept cracking brand deals with ranveer and when that happened i ensured that i my goal was to make enough money or more money that i earned from my salary to get the same from the work i was doing with ranveer and that happened in less than 2 months of me doing the job and that's when you know i proved it enough to my parents that hey if money is really the issue that uh, you have 
I've got that covered. I can pay for my own food rent. I'm making the same salary that I was in the in the job previously, and I have a much bigger and better growth pattern here. So they were okay with that. And since then, there was no looking back, man. I was very bullish on my skill sets and the market both. I knew that there was this is already something that had happened in the West, and India in many ways apes the West. And I knew that this was going to certainly happen. We already had a booming YouTube culture. Ah, uh, it was just about time people came in and started monetizing it. I didn't really have challenges per se in the sense of. how will you actually make money or you know what if you don't make any money at all i was willing to take that bet but by the time i had actually quit my full time job to start the company i had tested the waters and i had tested the market as well and i knew that you know there is a huge potential for something like this which is why when a lot of people look at us and you know seek inspiration and uh, be like hey i'm quitting college to to go do this I'm a little wary of that because I'm probably not the most or biggest proponent of dropping out of college because I didn't have the balls to do that. I mean, I always felt like I was literally in the last semester of college and it it didn't make sense for me to quit. And even though if even though I would have been in the third year of college, I would have possibly not quit. I would have just you know juggled my studies along with the work I was doing with Ranveer. So. Uh, I'm not the biggest proponent of dropping out of college, but hey, if you have a kick-ass idea, if you have investors on board, then it probably makes sense for you to completely drop out of college. It's, it's to each their own, man. Personally, for me, it's it's not. It it wasn't the case. Very interesting. So this this is something of a concern because I have so many friends who who come to me and not just college. They're in their jobs and they probably don't get job satisfaction, you know, and and they think okay. probably going the startup route coming up with an idea would be like what they want to go ahead with that's more exciting it definitely sounds exciting but they don't have a backing in terms of funding or even testing the waters out like you mentioned so yeah man if- it, it gets really difficult in that case and i definitely don't promote that fair enough fair enough so you know now that you've been here for about 3 odd years you've tested the waters you've become sort of a veteran in this area What do you think is like the toughest phase of entrepreneurship that you've experienced? Um, feel like uh, there's been entrepreneurship is not an easy path. It's it's a lot of firefighting to do every day. There's like ten thousand because you are like the founder of the company. Um, there's going to be ten thousand issues that people are going to come to. right from you know sales hr marketing to very extremely trivial issues at least in the beginning that hey we're not getting water in the office just random stuff like that so you know once you build out a team of course a lot of those are weeded out and you don't have to look into those but you have to be really on your toes to be solving problems all the time so that's one big aspect of entrepreneurship that people sort of neglect because they they just feel like hey it's cool you get to be your own boss and that's because instagram has glamorized entrepreneurship to another level i really i'm not pleased with that because entrepreneurship is a lot of fucking hard work and all all you see in these motivational quotes are you know people getting out of their private jets 
and people in their lavish swimming pools and you just paste some random motivational quote around entrepreneurship on top of that and that just creates a very wrong image of entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is like extremely difficult and it's not everyone's cup of tea and it probably wasn't my cup of tea till i like got my hands dirty and i realized that okay this is probably something i could take on so my like one tip advice to everyone is is to ensure that if you whether or not you're willing to go through that whole route honestly in many cases a 9 to 5 is much easier to to work on and it's like people say that oh 9 to 5 you don't get enough time with try entrepreneurship entrepreneurship there is no 9 to 5 you're working all day all night ensure that you are getting into entrepreneurship for the right reasons and not just to be your own boss <laughs> so you're saying you basically are wearing the suit 24/7 solving one thing or the other or trying to do something else always on the job basically yeah absolutely and and people say that no you are not going to be your own boss if you're an entrepreneur you will have to be answerable to your employees to your team members to your clients to your customers to your investors if you have those it's it's very taxing sorry the last thing that there is is you being your own boss okay very very interesting fresh take on entrepreneurship apart from what instagrams already teaching us yeah so <laughs> come let's come to a different aspect about entrepreneurship the whole thing about financing and getting funding you know what is the ideal route that an entrepreneur should take should they already have an idea and pitch for funding should they test the waters for a little period of time and then go to an investor Uh, what do you think is like the right route to take when it comes to making your idea success so it's very relative but if you're a first time founder i feel like you should self fund it initially uh, if your if your business is not too capex heavy which is basically you you don't need a lot of inventory or you don't need a lot of machinery to start your business you should just start it with your own money and in the times of you know digitalization of everything that's happening i feel like creating an app is not as expensive as starting a factory so there's a good chance that you might be able to fund this yourself by either the the previous savings that you've made or by you know speaking to friends and family and stuff like that so i think that's the route you should take till you have some amount of proof of concept till, till you actually have tested the markets till you have decent revenue for the company and that's when if you go to an investor you will have a better hand you'll be able to be in the driver seat in terms of negotiation you won't have to give away too much equity and things like that so i feel like that is the route i would take if i was going the funded business way uh, we are a completely bootstrapped company so we focused hard on ensuring that we become profitable since day one and that's what we've been focusing on daily and also honestly ours is not a very like it wasn't a tech driven business initially at least so we we didn't really need we didn't really need capital uh, in terms like like i mentioned if you're looking for a for for starting a startup these are the two ways you can go one is a funded business route and if you're doing that and if you're a first time founder i would definitely recommend having some proof of concept and getting revenue so that it's just easier for you to convince uh, investors if you're a second time founder you know you've established yourself you've got your company acquired or you you've ipoed it or something like that 
then you'll you'll have funds at ease people will be willing to throw millions of dollars at you at the seed stage itself so yeah i mean that's the route i would personally take so coming to the story of this first time founders there's a lot of this buzzword that i've come across uh, of late is the whole mvp phase as they say it mm-hmm. and a lot of people give you advice that you know you should probably test the waters out even before you start making your app if it's a app based business or you should probably do some manual labor try to figure the market and everything does this really work when it comes to you know doing hands on work because let's say we take an app as an example it's obviously mm-hmm. a scalable model in comparison to doing manual work right. for instance so when when you mean a proof of concept do you mean like you know make the app if it's a app based business show that you've got some people on board and then go to an investor or even before you make an app you probably have a few users who you've been manually catering to and and then go to an investor so what would be like you you definitely need to have a prototype man i mean if you're going to the investor if you're working on an app if you go into the boardroom without the actual app it makes no sense like why are you wasting your time and their precious time if the product you're trying to sell is not ready itself so ensure that the app is ready you have certain consumers onboarded onto that onto the app what is the feedback that they've given what is the retention time that they're spending on so one of the key metrics for an application is basically what is the time spent on the app right what are the daily active users things like those so ensure that you have at least a sample size data on that so that the investors understand that okay time span is the most effective and most rare currency in today's time right there are thousands and millions of apps but as a human in a day you only get to spend your time on certain apps now if i'm already yeah. browsing through instagram twitter reddit you know and, and another 5 10 apps whatsapp and what not does the user have bandwidth to spend half an hour more on a new app that you're focusing on how is it going to change their lives how is it going to make it easier and better so you need to focus on all those points when you speak to the investor right if you're only going to give them faff like i feel like this is the next big thing over the 5 years they're not going to buy into it just make it very simple make the pitch easy right like i said the only way to make money is if if you help others make money if you help others save money and if you help save their time what is whatsapp doing for me it's helping me save time in my way of communicating with another person right what's instagram yeah. helping me do in certain ways again it's helping me connect with my close ones it's helping me con- get get a better bonding with them by sharing memes and what not and with creators it's helping them make money which is why it's such a high value product things like mm-hmm. that so so you need to ensure that these features are embedded within your product if you don't have a business model which is again super important you're not going to get anywhere with your conversation with the investors so coming to this whole business model concept one thing about i'm an engineer and one thing about engineering is they don't teach you business they don't teach you basic financial accounting or or how to even make a simple revenue model for that matter so in that case how important are these fundamental skills when you starting out did you learn it beforehand when you were starting monk entertainment was it something that came to you when you were on the job how did it really work out man honestly 
I learned a lot of things on my job. I was an engineer from a Mumbai university and I didn't know shit. I didn't have any skill sets. The only thing I knew was how to speak. I was fairly decent with communication uh, since my schooling days. And I knew that I would end up doing something in marketing. So that's the only asset I had. Everything else I had to learn on the job. I didn't know what TDS is. I didn't know what GST is. I didn't know anything that was mentioned on the legal contracts. I didn't know how to hire people. I didn't know to, to an extent even how to make a sales pitch, like how to make a PowerPoint presentation. And none of those skills were taught to us in school or college, right? I had to learn all of that on the job. And I feel like now that there's so much ed tech boom happening and various different kinds of courses, so much free content on YouTube, the people are much better placed to learning more about these aspects. There's a lot of content creators who are teaching you the nitty gritties of startup. Ankur Varaku has a fantastic YouTube channel on this where he talks about the very basics. He, he talks about how do you understand your salary slip? It has various different elements which people don't know about. People don't know about what a provident fund is. And he teaches you about those basic things. And I feel like those are very key, important aspects about you growing up as an individual, because this is how you're going to ensure you start investing your money safely. You, you get better with your financial health. And if you don't understand these terms, it's all going to go haywire and you're going to be messed up with your finances and you don't want to do that. So yeah, man, just learning a lot of these skills came to me on the job, how to deal with people. There's like, you have to deal with such different kinds of personalities. How do you ensure you get them all under one roof to work for one purpose, one goal, and at the end also ensure that you are profitable. So all of those things were purely on the job for me, man. The one big thing I learned from engineering was just jugard how to ensure that, how to not panic in situations if they were twisted at the last moment, if they didn't go through as you would have expected, things like that. And problem solving, more so like how to focus on the problem uh, and instead of whining, just getting to the solution is something I definitely learned from engineering. So looking back, do you think, you know, some kind of job experience or even like a focused education, maybe an MBA degree or even the online content, like you mentioned, would have made you better at the job that you're currently doing or learning on the job is like the best way to learn? So I don't think an MBA would have helped me better. And I'm not saying this out of spite because I didn't do MBA. But I have just come to realize that a bunch of my friends that did MBA are literally coming to me and asking me for inputs for their final year project on say influencer marketing or brand marketing, which I didn't require a degree to get to understand. I just required on job on hand experience to and executing real life campaigns to understand. So I feel like honestly, MBAs need to probably redefine what they're doing, at least in the marketing space. I'm not sure how the others are operating, but the, the few friends that I had that were part of marketing programs uh, for their MBA were doing things that I was already executing for the last two, three years for their final year project. And I just feel instead if they could have just worked at a startup 
they would have easily gotten the same amount of knowledge possibly even better because they would have learned real life skills and not just sat in a classroom and executed those you know so called case studies or project but in saying that i do also feel in quite a few different ways mbas do bring certain skill sets that you may not otherwise have but i would personally recommend doing an mba only once you've got some amount of job experience because then you'll actually be able to apply those lessons that you were actually learning in those classes otherwise it's all just it's not something you 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 know how to implement you're just it's theory and i don't think that makes too much sense at least for me no fair enough i think i get the extension that even after engineering a lot of things you don't get when you're studying them only when you experience them practically you're really able to make sense out of that whole scenario and are able to think better is is what i'm getting what you're trying to yeah. say over here yeah absolutely okay perfect so let, let's just talk about me here i'm also entrepreneurial by nature i'd like to believe that a few years ago i in fact when i was working on the job i i tried my hand at a startup idea and i've seen so many people like me who've done this while they're on a job in fact even you if i get your story clear is while you were starting and the first 3 months you were already consulting you were also doing something on the side right Uh, a lot of times your job is not just 9 to 5 it's probably 9 to 9 9 to 11 maybe even longer right. and you may have a strong idea you may really believe in it but you really spend a lot of time of your day doing activities in your job that you can't avoid what would somebody like that do should they just quit their job or and just jump into this whole test your water thing maybe work out for them maybe doesn't work out for them what would your advice be to somebody like that again like i said to each their own but i feel for me the better way to do this was to ensure that i at least made the kind of money i was making from my from, from my first ever job through my side hustle because at that point it was exactly that and then just telling my parents that hey then i didn't have to convince them it was just easy i just showed them my bank balance and then, and they they were like okay cool if you're making the same amount of money uh, it's fine it this can only go upwards now it, it was easier for me to uh, to make that work in that sense and i would recommend people to do what works best for them if you feel like you know you have immense potential everyone keeps giving the the example of mark zuckerberg and bill gates but they keep forgetting they dropped out of harvard and they had a solid fucking idea i mean they had investors on board it made sense for them to drop out because they would otherwise be losing time and time was of essence there right so people need to understand that dropping out is not as glamorous as it's made to be no you don't become cool if you drop out you'd be stupid if you drop out and if you have no plan at least at the very least the degree is going to help you with some skill sets so and if you've already paid the fees why like i would not recommend dropping out but in any case uh, like i said if you have a stellar idea if you have certain people backing it and time is of essence then it definitely makes sense for you to you know jump ship get started with the new job bit also again it's completely up to the opportunity and the circumstance of the situation if you feel like you're ready to quit you don't need to possibly take the first job and jump right into entrepreneurship go do that but ensure that you have certain mentors certain people guiding you through the journey because entrepreneurship is extremely tricky territory 
and you will need to have someone at on your speed dial who who has been there done that because as a first time founder there are so many mistakes you will be making it's not funny so yeah this ensure that happens for me the easiest way was to ensure that i juggled both together and then quit when i was making enough money through the side hustle okay coming to you looking back again at your last 3 years do you think there's some part of your experience that didn't leave a good taste in your mouth or you know you'd want to change it or the whole 3 years what would you like to change about it or what would you do better man i would just like not repeat my mistakes i mean i would just be better equipped about legal about finance about hiring and about the very basics of building a company but i don't regret those at all i actually feel like those experiences were needed they were like a tight slap to me saying that hey you know this is what you need to do just learn from your mistakes and move on so and it's made me what i i am now so i, I don't regret them but yeah it would have if i knew about those it would have definitely made my life easier and we might have probably captured a little bit of more market or we could have made more revenues and what not but i'm okay i don't regret those but if i were to pick maybe it would be that just learning the the very basics of running a proper startup or a business so you you would not want to change anything about it i think no, um, maybe the experience perfect okay so uh, what are the future avenues that you're looking at today are you looking to expand monk entertainment are you exploring another idea what 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 is going on in your head yeah man i mean right now very focused on monk entertainment as an organization just want to keep growing it want to work with more on more projects more clients represent more artists do do different kinds of work with them we represent artists across genres so everything from food comedy fitness vlogging travel music dance all of that we represent all various kinds of artists so there's you know very different kinds of effort and work needed for each one of them and we're just trying to ensure that each one gets their due and builds a brand out for themselves and not just you know end up becoming another influencer out of in the sea yeah we're just focusing on that i think those are the key goals for us that's how we're going to expand that's how we're going to build revenue that's how we're going to make a better name for ourselves in the market so yeah i think that's is completely the focus right now perfect okay let's come to a little more meta question yeah. what is being an entrepreneur really mean to you i think being an entrepreneur means being having ownership that ownership doesn't mean owning the company but it means in every aspect of what you do right you can't let something just pass by because hey you were either lazy about it or you didn't pay enough attention or you just made a mistake no there's like mistakes are are really punished badly in entrepreneurship and just feel like you know accountability and ownership is what entrepreneurship is all about but besides that i i enjoy the certain perks that it also brings in the sense that i would possibly not be able to meet the kind of people that i meet now because of the founder tag or because of the reason that we've established a, a, a decent company and maybe i would have been able to do that 15 years down the line in the corporate ladder but here i am and it's both ways one is entrepreneurship and second is me running my twitter linkedin actively these have opened doors that the corporate space would possibly have enabled for me maybe 15 years down the line 
but yeah i'm i'm really glad for those those relationships because they've taught me a lot in life and they've helped me connect with a lot of very different people successful people in their lives and helped me learn from their mistakes so it just helps expedite the whole process you know like like you asked the, the last question what is it that you you wish you would have not made a mistake 3 years ago that's exactly what i get to hear from these guys because they are all 35 40 45 and they keep telling me the mistakes that they have made so that i could avoid them what would your advice be to somebody who's tried entrepreneurship and not succeeded how would you tell them to go ahead what what would they do next and the the very core of entrepreneurship it does not matter if you succeed or fail you learn a lot you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about your business you learn a lot about your mistakes you learn a lot about just everything around you honestly startups and entrepreneurship are actually the b schools that you need to go to like these startups teach you so much and especially if you are a founder if you are an entrepreneur it will teach you a whole world about your own self i didn't know so many of my own weaknesses till i actually I, i realized that i'm absolutely a non confrontational person and if you're an entrepreneur if you're a founder that's the first key skill you need to develop you need to be very confrontational if there is a fuck up you need to call it out if someone's faffing you need to call it out if someone's trying to cheat you need to call it out if someone's trying to take advantage of you you need to call it out just things like that just teach you a lot about your weaknesses like i realized that i was not great with delegating because i, I used to just feel like hey if i have to explain this job i i'd rather do it myself and that's no way to scale if i had to scale i couldn't keep doing everything all by myself things like these that i just thought it doesn't matter even if in a hypothetical situation this would have not worked i would have just learned enough for me to get a good job in an other company because i know so much about the workings of a company i would have thought like an entrepreneur in a place where i was still doing a job and companies really value that people don't want to hire employees everyone wants to hire entrepreneurs at least that's the case with startups because the entrepreneurial way of thinking is not just thinking for the task that you are given at hand but going 10 steps beyond and saying that okay these also are the things that we can do and make more revenue or create more opportunities or do something that we're not already thinking of and i really treasure those kind of people in my organization and those are the ones who i know will keep going ahead in the organization as well i think viraj today has been a very interesting conversation i think i've learned a lot personally just talking to you before we close though i'd i'd want you to give like some advice to all the budding entrepreneurs out there whatever you think is the right message for them just keep trying don't let anyone or anything disappoint you or discourage you it is definitely a difficult path but once you take this path you are going to learn so many things it's not funny and it's it's a, it's essentially like a school and you don't have to pay anyone for this you don't have to pay like 30 40 lakhs for going to the school you will possibly end up some uh, end up making some money for yourself but the amount of stuff you will learn is just unmatched so if you're thinking of building a startup or if you're thinking of starting a side hustle doing freelancing whatever it is just it's okay give just jump in get your hands dirty 
you will realize 10 things about yourself which you didn't already know so just give it a shot and right now in this decade especially india is the best place to practice entrepreneurship there is so much fresh capital that's come in there's the ecosystem is getting so much better everyone's trying to help each other out it's a fantastic community to be part of perfect so i think that's very inspiring for a lot of people awesome, out man. here perfect viraj thank you for coming to our show and giving your valuable advice and experience it's been thanks so much man sobhya thanks for having me on the show